Radio City Talk. City Talk UK. New recommendations that could help people addicted to gambling have been unveiled. The Gambling Commission is recommending the maximum stake for fixed odds betting terminals be cut to £30 or less. They've been described as the crack cocaine of the gambling world and one family on Merseyside know all too well the devastation that can bring. Tom Dambach has more. They're branded as dangerously addictive. Fixed odds betting terminals theoretically allow players to gamble away 18 grand in just an hour. Liverpool dad John Myers lost his son Ryan after he committed suicide at the age of 27. It was because he felt he'd lost control after losing thousands of pounds. When we were in the house and the police was upstairs and everything, uh, somebody noticed a betting slip on the floor. And that was the first time we really thought of anything because when we looked at it, his card had been declined. And after looking into it, we found out that he'd been out that day and he'd spent all his wages. He's then realised what he's done. We've since found out it wasn't the first time that he did it. And in a fit of pique, he's, he's done what he's done. On the day he killed himself, he'd spent £500 on fixed-odds machines. It's this nature of the game that's led the Gambling Commission to recommend stakes for non-slot games like roulette to be set at £30 or less. John says his son's death shows the damage that can be caused and he's backing calls for a crackdown. Nobody's ever tackled the downside of it. You never see an advert on TV which shows the devastating effects of gambling. It's always the happy-go-lucky side. So people have been blind and going on thinking, ah, it's not that much of a problem. Once you get under your hoops. The gambling watchdog agree that action's needed, saying that the measures are necessary to reduce risk to vulnerable people. MPs are also welcoming the recommendations, but Stockton North MP Alex Cunningham says they could go much further. We see the situation where they've recognised that these machines are dangerous to people, that they uh, lead to addiction and all manner of things, and uh, to suggest that people can continue to, uh, you know, gamble thirty pounds a time is a total nonsense. They really need to listen. To the campaigners. Well, the future of these gambling machines rest in the hands of the government. It will have to decide whether or not these recommendations are brought in. An investigation is underway after another shooting in Liverpool with a 40-year-old man being fired at by a gunman as he sat in a taxi in Everton. He's the fourth man to be shot this month on Merseyside. Our reporter Adam Phillips is on Maryport Close where it happened. Well, this small cul-de-sac is very quiet tonight. It's just down the road from Anfield. Most of the day, the houses all around here have been closed off by a large cordon full of police tape. Inside, I can see a green sheet that's been laid down on the floor, pinpointing where the taxi was parked when the man was attacked late last night. Not a lot of people around on this cold day. The people I've spoke to say last night's incident has left them frightened. Well, I thought I heard a little bit of commotion late in the night, but I wasn't sure what was going on. And when did you find out that it was a shooting then? This morning. How does it make you feel? What's what's going through your head at the moment when you heard about something like that? A little bit shocked because the state's been quite quiet. So it's a bit shock. You know, it's a shock. We had trouble times a few years ago, but now it's been fine. No trouble at all. Well, thankfully, the man who was shot last night has had successful surgery. He's now on the road to recovery. Superintendent Mark Wiggins from Merseyside Police say they believe last night's incident was a targeted attack. At this moment in time, we're keeping an open mind as to why this incident took place. 
but it wasn't just somebody randomly firing a gun in the street is really the message I want to get out. Sadly, the person in that back of the taxi appears to have been the person uh, who was targeted. Um, and ultimately, it doesn't matter for me who's targeted. One firearm discharge, one shooting in Liverpool, in Merseyside is one too many. We need to stop them. We need the information from the community. And we're going to work damn hard to make sure that we can do everything we can to take these firearms off the streets, to continue to do the good work we have been doing and continue to put people before the courts. Because as I said before, we don't want them in Merseyside. We don't want them in our communities. Well, the police say they intend to speak to the victim in the next 24 hours as they try to piece together exactly what took place here yesterday. They're also stepping up patrols to reassure people in this quiet neighbourhood of the city. City Talk UK. Hundreds of people are expected to turn out for a vigil in Nottingham this evening to remember 18-year-old Mariam Mustafa. The teenager, who was an Egyptian national, was attacked by a group of women as she waited for a bus in the city last month. Mariam died last week. Our reporter Tom Hilton's been speaking to those organising this evening's tribute. Organisers of tonight's vigil following the death of a teenager in Nottingham say they want to show the family they care. There's a message to them to show them that actually people are going to be with you. I want people in Nottingham to go away and reflect upon this loss and think about how we can build a better society together. As Yusuf Farouk from Nottingham stand up to racism, 18-year-old Mariam Mustafa was attacked outside the Victoria Centre last month. She was taken to the Queen's Medical Centre in the city, but sadly died there last week. In a post on Facebook, the group said, we will stand together during times of hate and will send a clear message that hate and violence in any form will never be tolerated. Yusuf says he hopes some unity can come from this tragic event. This evening's just an opportunity for for the people of Nottingham to come together once again to show that we are against any form of violence and any form of hate within our city. This is a time of tragedy, this is a time of loss, but in this time is where people can come together and you, we can unite. Over the weekend, police said the post-mortem on her body had proven inconclusive and more tests were needed to see exactly how she died. Mariam was an Egyptian national who was studying at Nottingham College at the time. Officers say they're keeping an open mind about what the reasoning behind the attack was and have once again warned people against speculating on social media. City Talk UK it's an idea that's already been trialled at festivals and now drug testing facilities could be introduced at clubs and bars across the country. A new report says deaths from ecstasy and cocaine are at their highest ever in the UK. It's recommending people should be allowed to test substances to ensure they're safe before they take them. Eleanor Kumar's been taking a look at the issue in Leeds. I'm Ellie Kumar in Leeds, where health bosses are telling us nine time economies in cities across the UK aren't doing enough to keep us safe from the dangers of drugs. There are calls for tough new measures to address the harms of club drug use to reduce the impact it's having on our police and hospitals. John, whose name and voice we've changed, sold MDMA, cocaine and other drugs. He's now changed his ways. It's got a lot hotter to sell. I I definitely noticed uh, like a police presence, especially on nights out, it was getting bigger. And it was just, and it just sort of dawned on us, like if I don't stop soon, like, when do I stop? Viv Preston's from Leeds. Her son Joe died after taking an ecstasy tablet on a night out in the city. We got a phone call from the hospital. I answered the phone, and he said, "I've got Joseph here, and he's in a critical condition." As soon as we got there, they showed us straight into a relative's room, and I knew, I knew Joe was dead. 
At the moment, figures show deaths from ecstasy and cocaine are at their highest rate since records began. These people in Newcastle say it's not unusual to use Class A's. You do see people on nights out who have taken something and they were out of character. I might do something that could cause themselves trouble. Most of my friends and my friends agree they couldn't go out without taking drugs. Every time you go out, you look, everybody's on drugs. It's crazy. Charity The Loop are calling for a series of measures to cut drug-related deaths, including setting up testing services in cities. But others are worried it might just encourage more people to break the law and risk their lives. City Talk UK. The creation of spaceports in the UK has moved a step closer to reality. New legislation called the Space Industry Bill has come into force. Our reporter Georgie Prodromo has got more on what it could mean for this country going forward. I'm Georgie Prodromo at Westminster, where the Space Bill, as it's called, has now become law. Well, this becoming law is significant because for the first time, spaceports can be built here in the UK, meaning big international companies can launch satellites from here, ones we use every day for things like our smartphones and our sat-navs. Transport Secretary Chris Grayling's told me we'll get more high-skilled jobs and billions for the economy. The space industry is a, a really growth area. We're seeing what's happening on the other side of the Atlantic with Elon Musk and uh, his fantastic ventures. We've got some of that here. Uh, we've already got some brilliant businesses developing state-of-the-art satellites. We've got state-of-the-art space technology already in the UK. We want to put in place the final bit of the jigsaw puzzle so we've got the ability to have the whole industry here. Well, some have argued that geographically we aren't in the best position here in the UK as you use less fuel launching from closer to the equator, but that hasn't stopped regions across the country who are already bidding to get the first spaceport. It's still early days yet, though. We've got proposals coming from around the UK, some very good proposals from some very good locations. They're going to have to go through the competitive process, they're going to have to get the funding to do it, and I suppose one says they may the best potential spaceport win. Well, as we get ever closer to Brexit, this seems to be a way of making sure we stand out in Europe and are able to boost the economy too. City Talk UK. The Empire Awards, which celebrate the best of film and TV from the last year, took place last night. Our entertainment reporter Lydia Batham has the details on the night's big winners. Star Wars The Last Jedi was the highest grossing movie of 2017, so it's no surprise readers of Empire magazine voted it best film at the Empire Awards. It was one of six gongs the blockbuster collected, with Daisy Ridley, who plays Rey, winning Best Actress, as well as presenting Mark Hamill, otherwise known as Luke Skywalker, with the Empire Icon Award, something he doesn't yet consider himself. I looked up the definition of icon to prepare my remarks and... I won't say what it said, but the example given was Elvis Presley, so I'm so not worthy. I'm up there. But he is worthy. Meanwhile, Hugh Jackman bowed out of his time playing Wolverine by winning Best Actor. The fact these awards are voted for by fans made him get emotional. Truly uh, incredible. This movie is probably the most personal for me. I knew it was my last. It was a 17-year journey coming to an end. It meant a lot to me. Uh, and it really was for the fans. And so it was for them. So to get this directly from them is literally the greatest gift. But the night was really about Steven Spielberg with Empire naming him the legend of our lifetime. He told us what that means to him. It makes me feel older than I actually look. I'm just very grateful. I've been reading Empire for 20 years. I was able to be the guest editor 
on the 20th anniversary. And I already told everybody, I'm available for the 30th anniversary to be the guest editor again. I had a great time. Other winners on the night include Wonder Woman, which picked up Best Sci-Fi or Fantasy, while hit Netflix show The Crown won Best TV Show. For now, that's City Talk UK. You're up to date. This is City Talk UK.